0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
1: you going to play that dastardly intro. Ow! Into- yeah. okay. In- okay. oh, this
2: movie's still Guys that go screw. One of them's
0: a hot His name
2: is Johnny. One of them looks like Johnny Depp
0: And his name is Johnny Depp Classic Maximum Joseph.
2: You forget that films are supposed to have a Ah, oh, great to be in the room. Pleasure to be here. It's Spinnley Timbly Wimbly. And your boy Flash. Let's get that door shut, shall we, while you're getting set up and ready and whatnot. Is it okay? Is it cool with you, guy guy? No worries from me, big boy. Yes, bro. Just settling in to watch the film we know and love so well. We are your friends for the first time in a week, roughly. Oh, and I'm thrilled to see it. Here's the back of Zach Efron's head, just like it is every single week. I tell you what, this has truly been a tremendous adventure we've been on, and I can't wait to rip into this director's commentary with you all. Oh boy, I'm so excited. Mm. We've never quite gotten to the bottom of whether or not the squirrel imagery that's on the headphones and uh, his laptop are foreshadowing to I feel like death. we
1: should really
2: reverse Google, Google image search them because I think it must be a DJing brand that paid for a little bit of exposure. Yeah, I know, the... but it's still too coincidental even with that in mind to not be a thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, do you feel that, the, uh, that squir- the character name Squirrel could have just been substituted to be Squirrel to kind of oh, confuse people? Oh, are the chicken and the egg. So you think maybe the product placement came first and they named a character after that. Is that what you were saying? I yeah, maybe, that was, maybe they specified in the contract that they carved out. They said, we'll get, take X
1: amount of dollars or whatever you're going to pay us in, mm. Megan Oppenheimer and Maximum Joseph, mm. and we'll
2: also take a character being named after our product. It's so good to be here. We've been through a lot together during the course of this podcast, and this is going to be the last director's commentary we do, and there's a tinge of sadness about it.
1: Uh, there's certainly a feeling, I think, that um, a page is being turned for the last time. And i got to tell you, Tim, it
2: feels good for both of us at the same time to would be you, turning this very heavy page. Would you say that your deck is full of diamonds and your mouth is full of concrete may on this turning al- of the may page?
1: May it always be full of diamonds and concrete. Both. I've been mixing my metaphors. I've been putting concrete and diamonds in my
2: mouth, and concrete and diamonds in my deck, and I'm due a trip to the hospital. I <laughs> will bet you are. Loads of two holes you don't want. Hard substances in. You said it. You said it, man. So that beanie's pretty cool, eh? We don't talk enough about Johnny Depp's beanie, but it's pretty. We don't dope. talk
1: a lot about Johnny Depp, full stop, yeah, and that's for good true. reason. Well, well I, I feel feel like usually we do it I, pretty
2: early on in the season.
1: Didn't you, did your parents ever teach you, or where do you think you picked up the wisdom? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Absolutely, and, my dad. Like, 100%. and do you feel that, uh, you know, through the medium of this podcast,
2: we abide that tenant? Yeah, I guess not. Which just goes to show we didn't listen to our parents too good. Huh? And your parents
1: don't know everything. When did you realize that your parents weren't these sort of uh, computer-programmed people who? who knew right from wrong and were just fallible people like yeah. you and I
2: yeah I can't remember the exact incident but I'd have to have been about nine years old that's pretty good I what, really what, how old do you reckon you were when you figured that one out uh, I couldn't put a number on it but I
1: was sort of naturally my embarrassingly my inclination was to respect authority until later than I would have liked I would have liked to be like
2: 23, 24 like, or, yeah
1: roughly <laughs> That's when you figured out your parents were fallible? Uh, Or just everyone was fallible. I thought everyone else had been getting everything perfect and I'd been fumbling every
2: opportunity... or not every opportunity, but making mistakes. We're going deep early in this movie, aren't we, guy? We're here to talk about the film, not your deep-seated insecurities, am I right? (laughs) You sure are, Tim. You sure are. It's pretty amazing that they... Does that say gig? I've always oh, wondered. We have never figured that out. What is tattoo? jarhead has got Jarhead's three hands. fingers
1: from his middle finger to his little finger on his right hand. And
2: this is jig, and it's that kind of font that you often see in like gangster rap old, albums from the nineties. The oldy English text. I yeah. think if you're on a Microsoft Word document. Um, but the other thing I was going to bring up is Squirrel's fringe having the blonde, the blonde tips, yeah, yeah. like
1: rogue. Also, it's the same thing with Johnny Depp's facial hair. There are a few elements of it which are hit and miss in
2: terms of continuity. It's just crazy that on a, like, I mean, I know this wasn't a fully fledged blockbuster, but it's still a pretty wide release film that you would let the cast get away with that kind of shit. Because it's just like, what the fuck's going on here? Why, why, Why is this hair different in this montage that's at the start of the film from later on? Like. I almost feel what like that fuck? some of that
1: footage they shot there was maybe for use in like a either not promotional material but even in the pitching stages.
2: Yeah, but a even tonal so, reference piece
1: they submitted. Well
2: then if it's tonal reference, keep the tone when you make the film. If well, what's, like that,
1: what's more what's more uh, honest to tone
2: than Change? The original idea. What are you what are you talking about? This is my point. If your tonal reference piece has a particular hair colour in it, and they go yep yeah, well green like that maybe don't change the hair color I think can, I, I think you can change the hair
1: color but I do think that they should make the mind up one way or the other he's covering it there
2: <coughs> that went down the wrong hole I actually don't mind jarhead's acting I think I think I think he's pretty good you've been a jarhead uh, enthusiast enthusiast yeah more or less since Dot
1: one I've always found elements of his character character traits quite um Jarring, funnily enough. Frustrating. Lol. But do you think he's a bad actor? Nah, he's, he's, uh, he's consistent through the film. And it's uh, I, think, I think it's pretty good. I would love to figure out where this was shot and go to this diner. I think that Paige, whoever the, uh, he's quite a well-known actor, I think whoever plays Paige acts the pants off this film and kind of makes it difficult for anyone else to keep up with him throughout it. I'll say that. Bold. Well, at first, when we we did the podcast, I was like, this is the best character in the movie. And then it's like, maybe it's
2: not a coincidence that the best character is also the best actor. Yeah, well, a lot of people contacted us when we kind of got into about the 20th watch when they were like, okay, so we've we've looked up this movie you guys are watching and that guy's very famous and a very well-known good actor. So like, know your shit. And I still haven't bothered to learn either his back catalog of films or his name. So apologies for that I've seen him in a few films I think he was in The Accountant Which we saw together I That was so funny We went to LA And Guy and I were like You know what We'll go see a film Just take our minds off the podcast for a bit We're doing a bit of podcast business here Everything's getting a bit full on We'll go and take a break Go and see a movie And who's the fucking co-star But Paige Harrell Yeah It was nuts He was we going no by idea. a different name then
1: and we did have no idea because we didn't know his name because we didn't do our research. And the guy on the poster was
2: Ben Affleck. And I've always
1: thought that the music making elements uh, that are shown in this film, like him dragging an audio file, that, an audio file that says techno, yeah, that's has been the fucking l-
2: like they're pretty bad, huh? Absolutely. I mean, just use Fruity Loops or something. They'd probably give you the right to use that for free, just for promo but to drag a file Something. called techno yeah. across two inches like you're it's using GarageBand the thing is as well and I know this is a small point and there's way bigger fish to fry in this film but like if you were trying to give the uh, character the, the, the sort of context of being struggling right like would he have a Macbook or do you reckon he'd have a cheap Windows laptop maybe would still have a Macbook it's an old creatives, Macbook creatives have Macbooks don't they yeah and does GarageBand run on Windows? No, sir. But you also, if you're a half self-respecting DJ, you don't use GarageBand to make your no, you probably beats. use something called Ableton, I ah, imagine. Ableton Live or your, uh, yeah. your, your bloody Serato. Can you make music on Serato or just mix no music? No idea, I'm not a DJ. No, neither am I.
1: Anyway, these boys are scrubbing up. They're off to party for the first of many times in this film. Also, don't mind the soundtrack. Don't. Love, so, love, love, love it. Another Don't mind thing it. we haven't made a lot out of is, uh, or we barely mention it because we barely talk about Johnny Depp, but he says later pop. It's just mm. another one of the weird allusions in this film to. To uh, dads. Or
2: just like the relationship between the main characters and their parents. No, but specifically dads. There's a lot of dad shit going on in this film, which is never. Resi- it's It really, I think, does probably speak to some shit going on with the writers of this film Megan Oppenheimer and Max Joseph what? I wouldn't give for an opportunity to get inside their heads
1: and find out what they're like what are they thinking what was the
2: filmmaking process like it's not like. going to happen there was um, Max Joseph did a Reddit AMA and someone asked him were you aware of these two jokers who are watching your film a bunch of times or like this podcast where they're doing it and he, he said something to the effect of I don't want any <laughs> I don't want to know about it I, I don't think, want any part I know. of it. I
1: think he said I thought he said something like Yes um, I'd rather not think uh, I don't
2: know what to make I don't know what to make of that Yeah 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 It was like I don't want to interface with Yeah With with that project And do you know what I say You can make that longer guy This is what I No more good
1: Do you know what I say Fear of bloody enough Yeah absolutely I wouldn't want to touch us With a barge pole No certainly not Remember back in the Halcyon days of season one When we were like I wonder if Adam Sandler Knows we exist Mm To this day, probably not.
2: Yeah, probably not. Tell
1: you what is true: Patty Schwartz still follows me on Twitter.
2: Does he really?
1: Yeah, I can, I can slip that motherfucker a DM anytime I like.
2: That is fucking fantastic. God, that's good. There were times when I sent him a message asking him if he wanted to be on a podcast. Do you know the probably the coolest thing that has ever happened from my frame of reference is the fact that like global superstar Lin Manuel Miranda. Did a performance of Hamilton. Paddy Schwartz went to it, and he freaked out when Patrick Schwarzenegger came backstage because he knew about him from our podcast. I uh, didn't. I, did you I, not know that know or had forgotten that? That's amazing. I got shit faced once. This is like a year and a half ago, and uh, started DMing Lin Manuel because he he followed me on Twitter and i was like fuck it one day this guy's going to unfollow me and <laughs> it'll be like that time when it'll be like that girl that got away you know that you didn't make your move and you forever regret it which is another part of my so psyche you
1: were rat faced and at the like tip of his ascendancy you i was
2: were- i was just like i was like dude you're the dude i can't remember exactly what i said but i was just like tremendous you're sh- tremendous and and we engaged in a little back and forth for a few messages and he he told me that I was like, boy, howdy! That oh, is, I could die tomorrow, happy that man. That is
1: incredible from the horse's mouth. Mm. And that's I could say show you the exchange. Lin it's Manuel that, Miranda is a horse. Everybody, he's very much a human. We and want to correct
2: that rumor that's been flying. around To all around the, the people internet.
1: who insist that he's a horse, uh, has a horse ever written a smash hit on Broadway before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cats. Andrew Lloyd Webber
2: wrote yeah. Cats. He is very much a horse. He is. But what we're saying is it's just limited to Andrew Lloyd Webber. There are no other horses who are out there making musicals. Is he really a horse? Google it. You've picked up your phone. Complete the task.
1: No, that wasn't a Google whether or not Andrew Lloyd Webber's a horse. I remain pretty confident
2: in the fact that he is not a horse. Well, you know what? We'll never know. We asked and answered, as we say on the podcast. (laughs) Neither of those last two things you said are true, which I respect. (laughs) What what is your opinion of coloured records like the one that uh, James Reed's flicking around I own earing, a few uh,
1: like I own a Far Side record which is uh, like sort of half blotchy red and half blotchy blue and I love it I think it looks fantastic I like Far them Far Side P-H-A-R-C-Y-D-E oh boy they're a, a West Coast hip hop group I'm sure you would have heard of a few of their songs yeah running.
2: About... I don't not off the, not off the title. That's Drop. True. Those are their two best known songs. Right, eh? I'll play them for you sometime. It oh, sounds great. And we'll what catch a, up over a beer. Fantastic way to spend a director's commentary of this film. We are your friends. A true masterpiece of cinema. What's your relationship to the movie like now, Tim? It is frayed, is how I would describe it in one word. It's kind of like this movie is a friend who isn't a friend. It's someone who insists on inserting themselves into my life who I'm never, ever happy to see, but I expect them constantly. You know what I mean? Someone who I'm not at the level to just kind of draw the emotional energy together to be able to go, dude, I I fucking hate your guts and I never want to see or talk to you again. If I'm
1: not much mistaken, recently when you caught up with this friend, you said, hey, dude, I can't wait to see you an extra eight times than is necessary. (laughs) I'm not talking about you and coded
2: language. I'm not talking about no, my No, I know you're not Guy talking Guy. about me.
1: But, you know, the framework of what you're describing, which is a friend that you don't really like. Yeah. You are someone who just looked this
2: friend in the eyes and said... That's you- bullshit. You're mixing two things together. What that was about, the penalty reflects that we committed a crime. And you, you need to pay commit a crime. penance for that. It's too much penance for a crime that was barely committed. The crime was that we left a little too long between episodes, maybe a few <laughs> days too long. So I, I penalized us with additional additional. Constantly watches. though. I was thinking today, do you know the first time we watched this film?
1: It was in uh it was during the New Zealand International Comedy Festival of two thousand sixteen. And it, feels it was like an age ago. Uh in the Monte Cristo rooms. Excuse
2: me, that's disgusting. Just a little burp on the microphone. Didn't pick up any of it. You're in the clear. We were running a pop-up comedy venue during the festival. And we watched it in, a, in the bar area. Do you remember that? And that seems like, to me, in yeah, terms of... Yeah, two people from the audience went and had sex in the bathroom. That's while we right. Were, um, during the podcast. Outside of the context of the Not podcast. even while we were watching the movie. While we were delivering our comedy gold to about oh. 30 people in a dungeon. I said before that our uh, sort
1: of uh, back and forths, so tete tete tets, uh, get people a little hot under the collar.
2: I think it's the fact that we both have these... Speaking of, is there some way that we could get a little hot under the collar right now? My friend, for you, yes. Brilliant. Okay, very good. Can I'll turn the heater on to 100. Thank you very much. Should we maybe flick the light on as well? Should we get some more light in the room? Nah, we're good good. for light. Okay, very good. So, yeah, I mean, fuck. Let me drill into this a little bit more, my current relationship with the film. Have you got anyone in your life who is sort of a constant annoyance, but they're about, they're just about? Uh,
1: not necessarily. There are, I mean, there are people in your life who naturally colleagues or whoever, who, you uh, a mild. Well, it's not annoyance. Even, yeah, yeah. You just get, you get along with it, you mm-hmm. know, you get along with everyone because life's easier that way. But right. as a general rule, if I had a relationship with someone in the real world, like I do with this movie, where are your friends? I would do everything I could to, um, to
2: get that person out of my life. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So that's this film is like. It's a friend you I haven't know, built up the courage to tell
1: to well go not away a friend. yet.
2: They're not realistically; it's not a friend. It's just a fucking. It's a person, isn't it? Who just thinks you know? It's an it's an unbalanced relationship. This movie keeps running around to my place, going, "Oh, let's hang out again. Let's hang out again." I'm like, "Oh, for fuck's sake! How much is enough?" never
1: enough according to me you're right exactly I like this scene every time Squirrel is making love to Sarah from the club who seems to be quite a sexually confident and I'll say it very attractive woman Uh, and when they're having sex in reference to the fact his nickname is Squirrel she says where are those nuts Squirrel because Squirrels hoard nuts in the winter or do they hoard them year round if anyone knows anything about this, surely it will be my friend who is well-versed in both bears and squirrels, Mr. Timbat.
2: Well, they say squirrels are the bears of the miniature world. And if there's one thing I know about bears, it's that they hibernate during the winter. So I imagine that their friendly mini friends, squirrels, are probably on a same, similar track. So during autumn or fall, when all of the nuts are falling down, they they bundle them all up, they eat some, they put most of them in the bank... Then during winter they fuck off to sleep for a whole season, and then when summer comes, they're just chowing down on a little, uh, you know, fruit that's basket. That's right. For bears Nut to
1: for, for bears to hibernate, they don't sort of store food, do they? They eat it and store
2: it in their bodies. They don't store it in the pantry or anything. That's right. Bears don't have a pantry, but squirrels do. There's probably something about like the scale of everything, you know. Like squirrels don't have enough mass to be able to put it away to sleep it up do you know what I'm saying well, like yeah. it works on a bigger beast but with a squirrel it's its frame is too small to store that much fat to be able to surely do you know bears what I, are known for hibernation their hibernation is fucking madness huh yeah a bear goes away for months are you telling me that is fucking lunacy my understanding is that they wake up occasionally so it's not just a straight coma for three months But but they're spending like you know of their time is sleep for a whole season. That is amazing. Do you think that when they they must,
1: surely their their joints and their muscles would go crazy if they didn't, do you think they wake up that 10% of the time they're sort of doing stretching? I reckon they probably are.
2: I mean, it's what we do now and we only sleep for about a third of the time that we're about, you know, third of the day. Is that it's about right? 8 hours out of 24
1: Cumulatively for your entire life experience To be asleep for a third of it Seems like
2: uh, too much to miss Especially because um, the other two. My thirds... understanding is that We still don't really know what sleep's all about A lot of theories out there But no one's so sure My theory We want to get closer to the beers Really? Yeah. I want to become. Closer and do you think that that's
1: propaganda that's been planted by the bears, or do you think that's an idea that's naturally taken
2: seed amongst humans? I think it's it's biology. There's no propaganda in biology, man. It's just it's nature. It's the indisputable truth. Have you ever heard of a company called Big Biology? Uh, look it up on Google, Tim. Tell me about it. Tell me about Big Biology.
1: Pretty much, it is a propaganda PR firm hired by the head of biology globally, Dr.
2: Frank Lubinitz. Famous, of course, for Luminet's theory of sleep. Yeah. In which he says, sleep more to be like the bears with very direct diagrams. Yeah. (laughs) Weird, dude. Strange how he got that position to be in charge of all of biology across the world.
1: It's weird how all the previous head biologists were maimed and killed by bears, hey? It's
2: very strange. very mysterious. Back to this film that we just happened to be watching. Um... I mean, what can you say I really like wound up for a big bit of commentary on what was happening and I've just, I love that the, chair I've always nothing loved in that. the tank yeah there's a chair there's that's a beautiful in the foreground
1: sort of 70s or maybe even earlier style chair in the foreground that that's is one of those a chairs weekly highlight
2: it's one of those chairs that you would see in a furniture store and you're like, "Fuck that looks like a good chair and it's got a price tag on it that's four and a half thousand dollars for the one chair and you're like, who is buying this shit James Reed from the Feelers
1: Oh, man. I've really got very little to say about this movie. It's something that I've spent so much time in the company of that I am numb to... um, Do you even remember Growing Up's 2, highs and lows. Yeah, I can put the pieces together. I'm getting flashbacks right now when I look into the distance. Mostly of Shaq stopping a full tire with David Spade inside of it with his dick.
2: (laughs) It's so funny. That's how, a
1: funny gag. Like you can see how when they said that, nah, that gag that, like, I
2: don't think that was intentional at all because he juts out his gut like it's going to stop on his stomach, which makes sense if he's a big man. It's kind of almost a fat joke, but it's just bad CGI that they kind of missed the proportions or whatever. No, nah, It just it's, goes to show how tall Shaq is. A normal tire would hit even a tall man in the gut, but Shaq's so tall it hits him in the dick because he's too a tall. A
1: normal tire would not hit a uh, regular sized man in the gut—it'd hit them
2: even higher if you think of it, a nor- like a, a say a six-foot dude. We would it hit you no lower. Think of how high oh, a car yeah. is; uh, like it hit your oh, knees. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Wait, so how does it?
1: Because it's like a tra- tractor tire.
2: Where does the tire come off of?
1: It's just, oh, just, lying, just lying around tire, the mechanics. Yeah, these guys have got no respect. No respect. Would you rather spend time with the grown-ups or the fuck boys?
2: Ooh, top question. IRL? You mean like if the characters the, were real, no, who would I run than... Yeah, yeah, with? yeah, yeah, Um, p- Fuck, that is a good question, dude. <laughs> Are we throwing the gals in there or nah? Uh, no, just the fellas. Because if we're throwing the gals in there, it would definitely be the gals. I reckon that'd be a lot of fun to hang out with for an afternoon.
1: Oh, sorry, I thought you meant the... That is uh, entirely my error. Oh. You mean the ge- the Sex and the City gals? Yeah, which
2: gals did you think I was talking about?
1: I thought I was thinking of all the uh, female part- The you know. Oh,
2: yeah, no, we had a second season, dude. Yeah, we had a whole 52 weeks of yeah. Sex and the City 2. Yeah, we did. Tell you what, I have been trying to bury that memory pretty <laughs> fucking deep. So, um, what, okay, who was it for you? What, okay, my ranking. I'm going to go first. The gals. Yeah. Then I reckon, I reckon probably Sandler and the crew. Yeah, because or or Lenny, Lenny fade, Fader, Lenny Fader, and, Fader the, and the boys, Fader and the fade outs, lemonsoff McKenzie, Higgins, Higgins. Good on you, boo. That was a weird, bro. Um, but that's my order. What's yours? Uh I think
1: I'd go with. The grown ups, this might just be because it's in the order I've spent the most time with them, but I'd go the grown ups, then the gals, then the fuck boys. Would you
2: put the the fellas ahead of the gals? The grown ups fellas. Yeah. These guys aren't fellas, they're fuck boys. Uh yeah, I think I would put the I mean, but you know Oh, they're all as bad as each other actually, aren't they? Incorrect. I mean, the thing with Sex in the City 2 is the setting and story and length were terrible. Oh okay, we're doing another picture. Um, but the characters are like I would hang out with them. I mean, they've got a whole canon of TV show, which was pretty great to draw that's on true. To, for I, us to know that they're uh, three dimensional and deep and conflicted and interesting and funny and and you know. That's very true.
1: But uh, with I the, was not. I was not including the TV show's canon. I was right. That's a, a p- good way to do this. As it's a, a purist, I was taking the experience entirely from
2: what I'd the time I'd already spent with them. I still if you I think about this as an Okay, od- hold on, let me ask you this. Do they like, am I Are they cool with me being there, all three groups? Like if they kind of invited me in, are, are we smart? Nah, you're right on the cusp of acceptance. They're kind of like ah. th- Okay, so I don't know why then my but, answer changes. It's like it's, I don't know why, but this guy's hanging out with us for the day, he might be cool, he might be dick. In that case, my order goes the fellas Probably. Probably then the fuck boys and then the gals, which is a total, I think, flip. You don't think that you, as you are, would be accepted by the gals? No, nah, man, definitely not. Why not? I'm in my late 20s. I'm a New Zealander. I'm, I'm just some weird... Dude, if they if they were like, oh, it's 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 our friend, crazy term. We love him. He's we he's great. That's who you could be by the end of the hang. No, that back yourself. I, I don't I don't fancy my chances of taking that on, unless it was forced by some sort of magical spell. And these guys, I think, would be fucking ruthless to a hanger on. But the fellas are like they're from the burbs, you know. They're blue collar yeah. workers. They're they used would to, find you a novelty. Yeah, they're, and they're used to making friends with just all walks of life, you know. Yeah. You could be their Schneider, dude. I could be their <laughs> Schneider. Precisely. I mean Schneider didn't get a great time, but he he had a place in there, you know? Uh,
1: I was re-watching an interview where all of them were on Conan with Norm <laughs> MacDonald. <laughs> that is <coughs> fucking brutal. If that's the one I'm Yeah, yeah. thinking of. All, like, it, there's a lot of them on. There's Swartzen, Spade, yeah. uh, it's, yep.
2: all, it's all oh, it's all them except for... Uh, Kevin James. Um, and, Chris and Chris Rock. Rock's yeah. not there.
1: It's the heavy medicine crew, really. Yeah.
2: I'm trying to remember. No, and Kevin James isn't anyway, there on that they're one.
1: they're swapping anecdotes. And then Robert Schneider's almost had his hand up oh, for the entire video. Oh, my God. Such is his
2: enthusiasm to contribute. It is painful to watch. And then and then they go to it like I think Conan generously is like Rob you got something to say and then he tells the worst story anyone's ever heard. Yeah, it wasn't it about like Sandler getting on a private jet or something and it's just like, dude, no yeah. one gives a shit. This story is bad. Yeah, they I are- met. I, I told you. I think I have told you this. I met Schneider. I interviewed Rob Schneider. How did it go? Uh, it was fine. I think I um talked to him a bit about his. This was fucking maybe before the podcast it must have been this must have been before the podcast kicked off it was when i was at hauraki a radio station which is now pronounced hauraki and rob schneider was touring down in new zealand for some reason i think i mainly talked to him about his buddhism because i found it interesting but then we cut all of that for the interview that went on (laughs) here there was like the time i talked to andrew wk i ever tell you about that no oh my god you're a huge Andrew wk fan yeah i fucking used to love andrew wk i would in my very very early 20s i just listened to andrew wk and get fucking blitzed and then go into town on a friday and saturday that's when i was working like jobs that i hated when i was at office jobs and i was blowing off the most steam anyone had seen and i was a fucking terror (laughs) i was an absolute terror but i interviewed andrew wk once And the thing about him is, there's this huge conspiracy theory online that he has been played by multiple people. Like, he's this character. And I fucking quizzed him hard out about it and didn't get a straight answer out of him. And I've since come to the... At the time, I was like, this is it. The, The dude is a fucking fraud. It's a character that multiple people have been. And I've come to the conclusion that they probably love people thinking it's a conspiracy theory because he's not that interesting a character. <laughs> but with this interesting, like, dimension to it, more people get on board. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a f- really fucking stupid... Yeah. ...party rock dude. And so, do, to this day,
1: do you think it's good marketing or do you believe it's a conspiracy?
2: Probably both. I think it probably is a different joke, it's but a, it's like, it who f- gives a, a shit? Sh- it feeds itself. Who gives a shit? And they're, and they're like adding to the mystique of never admitting it, but like dropping enough breadcrumbs that they're like, Oh no, it's not, but it is that just to get, keep people on the hook. No one gives a shit. Well, I don't at least anymore, but they did a great job in creating just the right amount of intrigue.
1: Yeah. You know? well, I didn't know who Andrew W. K. Was.
2: Till when? Now Til
1: you brought it up. No. When you first revealed
2: yourself as a huge fan of his. Hey, do this. Press your headphones right against your ears. <laughs> it's so good in this scene because this is all about the music. Yeah, dog. And really look at the film and just say what you're feeling. Just get it. Okay, I'm feeling adulation, excitement. I'm feeling happiness, joy. It's exciting. Yeah.
1: That's it's always a- good. Do you know what? This I don't track know is the, shit. the um that the actual visual accompaniment is always earned. But any time that anything uses classic cartoons yeah. as a as an insert in its film yeah. or a TV show, whatever, I love it. I love that that old style animation. I always find it satisfying. It always scratches an itch.
2: I'm always like, yes. Is it nostalgia buzz or is it beyond beyond that. Is it like beyond the aesthetics that. of it's it? It's just the aesthetics and the idea of it, I think. How do you say aesthetics? Because I've heard it being called a- aesthetics quite a lot recently. Those people I think are wrong. Yeah, that's my gut feeling as well, man. Yeah, dog. Hey, back to the film. Sorry, everyone. Quick detour into Andrew W.K. Land. We are at the party with the looking pool now at James and Reed's house. To be
1: honest, I noticed this about 10 weeks ago. I've never brought it up, but there are people all through that looking pool right now. I guess James Reed's turning, you know, he's looking the other <laughs> way, but as the I, weeks go on. Yeah. No,
2: but they're just dabbling their feet in, right? Are people actually swimming in there? There's one also, a swimmer. I believe. Okay. It's neither here nor there, anyway. Oh, look, we've. we've details, milked, details. We've milked all the use we can out of the looking. Po- hey, do I have a beer on the run somewhere? Is that a thing? Uh, that beer right there's oh. got your name all Good over on it. you, dude. Truly a pleasure. Do you know what I love? And I've. Oh, Elsie, is that her name? Yeah. Um, I've got this rat in the studio with me Handmade by Elsie Handmade by Elsie Who is I think a fan in Wellington Who's a school teacher That's correct Who turned up to one of our live events um, In a self-made Brady the Rat King costume Where she had all these like hand-stitched rats on a coat Fuck man That's what I love about this shit (laughs) People making things You gotta love that You gotta love that You'd be crazy
1: not to I think uh, you gotta take a photo of us buddy
2: Is it time? Yeah, it was before, but we oh, didn't take did a we, photo. Oh, we got so caught up in our, our chitter-chatter. What we're doing, everyone, is we're chronicling uh, for the online world. Um, each hour, we're taking a little little picky to show where we're at. It's only fair, it would seem. Where'd I put that bloody phone?
1: And in the film, uh, Zayce Fron is in James Reed from the Feelers studio, uh, getting a pretty good nose in. It's actually sort of, if you think about it in terms of the movie, it's a real sort of... Easy, uh, James Reed from the it's a real back rubbing moment for him. He's sort of saying to uh Zaysfron, Hey, I reckon there could be something here. Come into my world. I'm gonna try and mentor you, help you make music. And now he's proffering he's offering opinions to Zacefron, wow. which is when you're really starting a um, professional relationship.
2: No. No, that photo's no Pretty good. a huge
1: breakthrough opportunity, I guess, in the world of the film for Zayce Fron or Zicoli. Um Yeah, I mean, it's not... I guess, you know, when observed by itself, it's not necessarily bad filmmaking. They're getting the job done. They're telling us um, what's up. Tim's taking several photos with the flash on. <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> <laughs> They're fine I nailed it everybody <laughs> Nailed it So yeah I think uh, this scene does its job until then When it, what uh, James Reef and the Feelers is doing Goes from being helpful to being quite reductive In the context of making a song I know you got to be efficient for the sake of the movie But I feel like it's similar to uh, Zicoli dragging around Bars of music that say techno near the start of the
2: film It's kind of disrespecting the craft it's meant to be all about what hour are we in? Three? Yeah. Cool, dude. Sorry, everyone, for this admin that's bleeding onto the podcast. You're right. People, are we, We've done, a, I think, a pretty good job of hiding our admin in this whole three-year journey we've taken with our audience. You know, more or Apart less. Apart from
1: when it goes horribly wrong and we must discuss it at length.
2: <laughs> it's true. Durcom D- Sorry, did you keep... No, it's all good. Everyone's getting uh, getting
1: set to get wet, as my friend Tim Batt would say, because everyone's (laughs) getting in the pool.
2: And everyone understands that reference from a 90s ad about a water park that only exists in New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good ad, though. It's really stuck with me, you
1: know? (laughs) It's just a good line. Joe always bothers me about this scene. So all of them except Zicoli are wet from having jumped in the pool. And they'll just get in the car... Sopping. Sopping. Yeah, they never discussed that they're gonna leave Squirrel's car all wet and smelling damp for the next oh, it's week. It's just terrible, isn't it? It's an outrage. I mean, I guess if it was in the desert, it'll dry out pretty fast, but still everyone's drenched. <laughs> <laughs> it's a minor a minor quibble, but a quibble all the same. Quibble this- or
2: quibble? Quibble. Oh look, man. If you start asking questions about words Ironically, what I've brought to the fray is is a, is whatever the thing it's a quibble we'll say I think a quibble. it's a quibble I've got no quibbles with you I have no qu- qualm I have no quarry with you quarry? oh look let's it's not get caught up
1: in the behind yeah. the scenes footage when uh, Zakoli said that Squirrel is his character's best friend mm-hmm. uh, I always thought just because of living together I guess in my mind I'd always assumed it's Jarhead do you know what I mean? I was assuming that of the group, they, really? those two had the closest relationship. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's interesting because it's like you've formed an opinion of this over the length of times you've been watching, but you must have known from the first watch <laughs> that that was in, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. That was proven wrong. But
1: I've maintained it. And then that scene that we just see where Squirrel and Zakoli share a joint down on the water yeah. and talk about their feelings or whatever the fuck. Megan Oppenheimer and Maximum Joseph were trying to communicate at that point. What were those assholes smoking, eh, when they made this? Man, I would love a word
2: with them. If only there was some way we could get in touch. i but tell you what. Hey, I think it's... Flick that light on, mate. It's probably at that time of the hour. Yeah, oh, God, is that is a harsh light, isn't it? Huge change it in is. tone. It is. <laughs> Are you not into it? No, nah, it's okay. I'll survive. Okay. Um, so, look. Simile, so what to say about her, you know? What's she doing at the moment? Do you follow her online at all or anything like that? No, sadly not. That time it was for 50 minutes, not an hour. What are you up to? We were 10 minutes late posting this one. Good on you. Good math. Yeah, I'm fast. (laughs) You sure are. I'm a fast runner. (laughs) I'm a good guy. (laughs) He's the Flash. That's why they call him that. That's exactly what they call me. It's a good backpack that Zac Efron's got in this film. eh? I'm in the market for a good uh, double strap backpack at the moment because I've got one with one strap and I think it's given me quite a back injury because I load it up with quite a lot of weight. The old single strapper. The old single strap really fucking me up because it's asymmetrical. You yeah, see. you were telling me that actually. Got some back pain. I'm always two strapping. Now, what I am concerned about is uh, I've, I've read recently online, I think just sort of, um, you know, happenstance. People talking about getting older, getting into their 30s. And, and what they keep saying is the commonality is that they don't bounce back now. So like, hey, guess what? you got to be preventative. If you've got back pain, you've got it now. There's no way to go backwards. So you've got to prevent getting back pain. And now I've got it. So I'm like, dang, maybe I've got back pain now. You're 30. 29. Currently. I'm, a, still, I'm 30 in a month. You can still. What should get, I do for my birthday? Get
1: rid of your a back pain. A poker party. That's what
2: you should do. Sleep I on an
1: ergonomic mattress. If,
2: if it's when you're 30, you've still got a month to correct this back pain. I bought one of them fence. Well, I didn't. My fiance bought one of them fancy mattresses that comes in a cardboard box. That's a double brag for everyone at home. Fiance and fancy mattress. I was kind of um, using fancy mattress ironically because it's, it, it's way cheaper than a normal mattress. Is that there's like a million companies making them now. It's like Casper and all that. You know, they come in a cardboard box. Casper. Have you ever listened to a podcast in the last year? Casper's everywhere, buddy. It's I have like, not listened to a podcast there's a, there's, for a long there's time. There's a bunch of these... <laughs> yeah, you know what? Who cares? This um, this movie's still going. I care. What's Casper? It's, it's a fucking... It's oh, a no, company but with these If everyone else already knows, then don't. It's a company that make these beds, but there's a lot of different companies making the same sort of bed. It's a good name for a bed company. It's like... It's like what's happened is we've figured out a new way to make beds and now all these different companies have popped up to bank on it. And it's... It's, it's, it's memory foam. They deliver it to your door and it's a bit cheaper than a normal in a sprung mattress but it's comfy as fur. I can see why that company's going off. There's a lot of companies. That's the thing. It's like one technology. It's like light bulbs, right? Someone invents a light bulb suddenly you got Philips and fucking whoever else making light bulbs. Who else makes light bulbs? Uh, Panasonic. <laughs> I don't know. Suzuki. <laughs> so- Sony. Uh,
1: Dell. Yamaha. All your main companies.
2: I only use Dell light bulbs. BMW for me. Man They've got wheatgrass In this movie We never talk about that Never have I seen it before Is that definitely wheatgrass That is grown there it's, I reckon it's it every kind of, week It's the kind of Bonehead thing You'd have in, have in an office Like this They've got wheatgrass And a bar of gold In this scene Fuck bro Imagine ugh, Fuck
1: bro Okay <laughs> Max by approach To character detail Yeah They'll be
2: cool They'll have gold And wheatgrass Max Joseph as far as I know, has got Catfish and that's it, right? In terms of hits. I think he's popular online. By, by virtue of his success with Catfish, right? Because it's like a, a show about online behavior. Pro- yeah, I guess. I don't even fucking know what Catfish is actually about. I think I saw the movie when it came out at years and years ago. But uh, you to cabbage someone, you create a false person online and you lure them into some sort of relationship, or and so the I, show is is them kind of peeling back by visiting them in the real world and being like, hey, that hot eighteen-year-old girl from California is actually a forty-five-year-old male who lives down your street who you've been communicating <laughs> with online. Is it, I thought I thought that they
1: created the characters themselves and then they'd show up and it was like a really dark vision nah, of dog.
2: punks and <laughs> that would oh
1: like, that would be <laughs> hey, so that funny that person you've just been talking to Are you th- serious that was
2: us you fucking idiot did you think that's what it was because I would love it if that's what nah, you thought it was what I thought. Oh, just let me live in that reality you can it's a funny idea the it's irony is so I want you to catfish me By letting me be strung along with a fantasy Of what you think catfish Man is. this is Maximum Joseph's world We're all just living in it. I, it Ain't it the fucking truth dude Yeah dog Tell you what um, If there's any more of that uh, Stuff <laughs> One more stuff please We are in a scene That is just getting me in the mood to party We're in a nightclub where there are all manner of people. It's a real cross-section of society. We've got... Um, actually, it was weird. Someone brought up once, a fan, got in touch with us and said, you guys have never brought up this uh, moment in the film where Zuccoli encounters a uh, transvestite in the club and has a disgusted look on his face. i am got to say, whoever you are sending us that message, I think you're being a little oversensitive because that um awesomely dressed transvestite person who's at the club who's just fucking dynamite like dynamite threads. There's not a lot of attention paid to they feature on screen. I'm not even sure that we see Zakoli's face afterwards, to be honest with you. And as someone who's seen the film forty something times, I feel like I'm speaking with experience when I say they're not painting a they're not drawing a big line under that Jesus Christ. I'm that person. Are you all right, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, have we broken a chair or <laughs> are we cool? Hey, i tell you what, I like think we're cool. These chairs, I got these two chairs and that really comfy couch for 50 bucks. I remember when you made that purchase.
1: I, I was happy fleas. for you then. I'm happy for you now. Had fleas. Yeah, the clouch, the as but I, I call it, was a fleas. liability.
2: I call it a clouch because the L stood for liability. I All the fleas are gone now because I bombed the fuck out of them man it's a shame that's
1: the only way to kill fleas just bomb them yeah it's called a flea bomb yes it is this guy knows it fuck there's always been the worst anecdote hey fuck you the water fountains yeah Mm. the fountain's debacle it's either a bad anecdote or a bad bit of script writing but either way
2: someone should be crucified Um, that is there, a good bit of fucking yeah, okay. detail, so, so, there's, a, there's a shot of... They really pay attention to people calling people on Zach's phone, eh? So, um, so, Coley gets a phone call for... And fuck, it pains me we never find out what the subject matter of the call is. But he gets a call from Jarhead, and it comes up with his caller ID where there's a photo of Jarhead pulling the fingers to him. And actually, now, whenever Guy Montgomery, the man to my right, calls me, I, I got the same photo of him, and now it comes up. With him am I the pulling fingers. the
1: fingers every time I call you?
2: Oh, not anymore, actually, because I had to get my phone repaired because I've fucked up the screen at a bachelor party. But so now what am I doing? <laughs> Nothing. It's just, it's all wiped. It's all factory default. But let's recreate that photo. Let's get that back in the mix. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Fucking hell! What if you what? Have... In terms of we've seen this movie a lot of times. What do you think the moral is supposed to be? Like, what do you think they were intending it? Uh, is. This is
1: Maximum Joseph's Fountainhead by Ayn Rand <laughs> uh, follow A book your you've dra-
2: read recently <laughs> I've re- never read it Not
1: recently, I read it ages ago You read it like a year ago, right? That's recent No, nah, that would have been maybe like three or four years ago uh, Excuse me. Pretty much it's just saying Hey, just do you Capitalism rules <laughs> <laughs> uh, And that's what Maximum Joseph is trying to communicate here like none that- There's no real, apart from squirrel dying, which none of them seem to be affected by. There's no real consequence for anyone's actions You're in this movie. You're wrong.
2: The moral of this whole film is supposed to be like follow your dreams and be steadfast in following them. That's the same thing as every fucking movie ever. And Iron runs the film. Oh right. Head. Oh yeah. Okay. And It okay. doesn't
1: get as heavy hand. This film doesn't get so self righteous. But pretty much, it's like, hey, other people are going to fall by the wayside, but you do you. It's bad news. <laughs> Like, what does Zeccholi learn?
2: What the fuck does he learn? He fucks up his friend and mentor's relationship. Yeah, he uh, commits a hate crime right now <laughs> yeah, he by punching a guy crime. after calling insinuating that he's gay. Like he just fucks everyone it's over like, at hey, the company he works do, for. Do you, do you know how you uh, deal with misogynists? Accuse them of being gay and then punch them in the face. Yeah, dude, way to be woke. But there's you know, like no, there's no consequence. He's a bad guy in this
1: film, but because mm. of how good looking I guess Zay's front is
2: gets away with it with those pretty eyes they are pretty eyes though give them that I'd give them one they haven't even bothered to make so many pretty eyes they
1: haven't bothered to make so
2: many good or bad she's kind of ambivalent isn't she it would well uh, I don't know nah she's good (laughs) yeah I think so I was going to say it would be way more fun if they made her a villain, but in actual fact it wouldn't because then it's just a movie with like six dudes who are terrible but presented as heroes and the one female is a villain. So at least with ambivalence, it's kind of a more complete character in some ways. It's Do you feel what I'm putting no, down? I mean, you're, yeah. People are yeah. complex. They're not heroes or villains in the real world. Uh, yes,
1: but I would argue that Somalia is not a complex character. I don't know what her mo- I don't know
2: what her motivations are at all. What does she want out of this movie? Fucking good. Fair play to you, man. Well, she goes back to school eventually. I feel like we don't she... don't even know what she's no, no, fucking no, no. studying. No, no, no. That's... Whoa. You have dropped an anvil on me, dude. We've seen this movie a number of times. And if I had to say that number out loud, 45 sounds right. It's more, I reckon. I think it's 46, maybe. Maybe more than that still. But we've never ever i don't think talked about what does she want to learn like what does she go back to school for much in the same way the screenwriters
1: and creators of this film megan oppenheimer and maximum joseph have glossed over
2: uh such sort of try and dig into details it. so have we i think i reckon law and i don't know what i'm basing that on it's not a bad guess People I just,
1: like learning about the law, well, even when they don't know what they want to do with their lives. They go and study law.
2: And the clues that we've got are she is like a PA, so there's a lot of kind of technical paperworky stuff. Yeah. And she, she seems like the kind of person who's in charge of doing the contractual obligations. I like that. I like Reed that detail. Turing, you know, and that's that kind of lends itself to a, a technical, legal... Someone with a, a, an ability to be persuasive. Yeah, either that or she's going to university to... Be hot. You don't need a degree for that, my friend. I was trying to think of a gag to undercut the serious tone I'd <laughs> indulged in, but uh, I, I wasn't I, impressed with how I how <laughs> I, I thought you did pretty good. All right, let's go to a music festival
1: in Las Vegas, Nevada. you ever been to Nevada? No, nah, I've got no real desire to go there. I don't think it's for me. Oh, man, I love gambling. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: why I could never go to Las Vegas. Is that how much you love gambling that you wouldn't take yourself to Las Vegas? Absolutely. Though my brother's been to Las Vegas and he said it's fucking fun, just in terms of like an entertainment destination because there is so many shows and stuff on. Yeah, I would love to go and catch Celine Dion in the thirty-seventh year of
1: her twenty-five-year contract to perform <laughs> music in Las Vegas. Is
2: she still g- going?
1: I would imagine so. She's surprisingly young, Be- Celine Dion. Yeah, well, is she? Yeah,
2: because of how do you know she's mum is still alive? You told me that the other day. It shocked me to my core because I, I think I started following Shia on Twitter after she tweeted something <laughs> real funny about Donald Trump. I was like, this is the, the the um what do they call it? The medium is the message. This is Paige,
0: the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you
1: an objective, professional, licensed professional, tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting
2: it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right, BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't
1: know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or
2: anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit
1: betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com
2: slash all time. Uh, this is funny because it's coming from Cher. <laughs> <laughs> this, the message itself isn't inherently funny But the fact that it's coming from Cher is hilarious to me So then I started following her And um, it turns out her dear old mum Who's in her mid-90s Still going Tremendous Ain't that some um, Anyway, sorry, I think you were saying something pertinent Nah, I highly doubt that uh, I
1: have uh, Quite often found this scene Passable at worst I think that they do oh, a like pretty this? good job Well, they're just so good looking and the notion of these two good looking people being on uh drugs. Yes. And getting excited that they're gonna hook up with each other. Uh you know, they represent it pretty accurately. You can see them right now getting boners, respectively. Kissing on the mouth.
2: It's a good kiss. Powerful kiss. It's a good passionate kiss. And now they're about to go and run around, I which is what everyone does. I don't like the uh the headbandy thing, eh?
1: Uh, it's Not neither right here nor there man I don't like that he's wearing a singlet That says LA on it When
2: he's in Las Vegas I find I it like, infuriating I don't like his necklace It's kind of a cool typeface though What else is going on here? Oh look we got billboards uh, We've got LED lights We've got a big old Ferris wheel Lit up at night We've got um, what the fuck is this thing Is it It's a, like a monorail uh, no, Like it's, an indoor it looks monorail thing like a thing?
1: Uh, gondola Or not
2: yeah. A ferris wheel
1: Sort of gondola Like the London yeah, but Eye it looks that uh, a big ferris wheel Oh is that
2: Fuck In my head You're totally right man That's a ferris wheel you're on In my head it was more like A transportation thing <laughs> like, a, <laughs> like a monorail Like a monorail Like halfway between a monorail And a gondola That'd be a pretty funny thing to a do A gondorail Hey we're really high on drugs In Las Vegas Let's go get on the monorail Fuck yeah in in homage to the so, Simpsons yeah. episode, written by Conan O'Brien and starring Phil Hartman, R.I.P.
1: Yeah, long may he
2: R.I.P. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know if that long may he not be reanimated <laughs> into this mortal coil.
1: Yeah, stop reanimating people from the dead.
2: It's crazy stuff. I'm looking at you. Whoever brought back Walt Disney. <laughs> God damn <laughs> So We're really up against it here We're doing some dancing Is what we're doing now this The is Christmas the- tree thing We never got to the bottom of huh? There's two of them For both of these characters To suggest that they have
1: uh, Financial problems And then to rent The most expensive hotel room That has a grand piano In the corner mm. Has always been confusing to me It just feels
2: inconsistent In the story Like they're, they're, commit to the details They're in the honeymoon suite For sure eh Oh Maybe it's just a fancy hotel. And do they have sex now? You know right the now? old saying. Riddle me this, Tim. You know the old At saying. Point, guy, do you hold think on. Are they having sex? <laughs> this is more important. All right, all right. Fair enough. Okay, I'm looking for it. He's I, still I wearing actually, his jeans, as far that, as we that, know. That, that, He's never taken his jeans off. You have to be showing everything. <laughs> You don't. You you just have to reason see him take his jeans Guy off. Montgomery Everyone listening I'm not even talking as as to him know, anymore He's still sleeping in his jeans right now I'm not even talking to him anymore I'm talking to you listener Guy Montgomery <laughs> is the reason bad movies get made But we have to be led along the garden path Hand in hand Showing every single thing no, on film No that is wrong Every single conclusion wrapped up for us neatly Because we can't do the goddamn mental arithmetic ourselves To get from point A to B do? They're in fucking bed together. She's digging her nails They're into on his bed. Bag. Together, he was shirtless the whole time. He was wearing his jeans the whole time as well. Well, then let me get an old one out of the closet and dust it off, Guy Montgomery, <laughs> because you are a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I sure am. But you got to do something to pass the time. Well, ain't that the truth? There's one thing this podcast has taught me: the sands of time. They will keep falling no matter what's happening around you. Doesn't matter if you're watching a film or if you're not. Time is the constant. Um Time is in
1: all of us. Mm. Letting the days go by. What song is that? I don't know. It's something about the talking heads. Um Oh yeah, song. I know the song. Yeah. Yeah, you like it. That's
2: their like biggest song, isn't it? Might be. Could be. Should um, be. Um, and it was used in their campaign for a shortly lived New Zealand TV series, I think based on two people being in purgatory, maybe? <laughs> How did a project about two people being purgatory I think go I made that up. I think I made That's that up. That's crazy talk to me. Oh, boy. Do you wear the dressing gown when you're in the hotel room? I don't. No. I can tell you that from uh, recent experience. I was in Portland, Oregon um, a couple of weeks like a week and a half ago, something like that. Great hotel room there. Yeah, Is that the hotel deluxe? All right, that shout out to those guys. They upgraded my room because no one's there at the moment. I was fucking stoked. Hey man, we're really up against it. So and, uh, and 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 there was a lovely looking. I just like other people have worn it. You know, I'm not. I don't need that. I never think about that. I think we are cool. Oh, do you curls. put it on? Yeah, i walk around in it. Are you a dude? Are you a, a dressing gown dude? Not in the house. Oh, you leave. To... Wait, what's your vibe? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you coming from? I only
1: wear dressing gowns in hotel rooms. If they have a dressing gown, I'll be, you better believe I'll be wearing it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'll be walking around role-playing. What kind of role-play,
2: dude? Yeah close the deal We'll sell it for a million I love it Do you have a big old cigar in your mouth And a very old motorola That's got a flip out And an antenna You need to pluck And raise up from the phone I have a very very large cigar in my mouth
1: And I carry a rotary telephone uh,
2: You gave me those photos of Spider-Man On my desk by the morning
1: (laughs) Exactly that That's the guy That's you Yeah That's what I'm like in hotels On the street Pretty
2: regular, respectable, respectable guy. Do you reckon um, that Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and Clark Kent, Superman, would ever like get together because they're both journalists in the print field, which is a dying medium now?
1: I think uh, the idea of them being at the same media conference or like gathering of the press at the same time, I think that is highly likely, whether or not they ran into each other i don't know not for me to say one's
2: marvel and one's dc that's the problem so it's hard to it's get those very cats difficult together. to
1: get them in the same room
2: but oh it's not unheard of there's marvel dc crossovers especially in the video game world but more to the point i've got a new question for you how do you reckon superman gets drunk uh no i think oh he
1: might get a buzz on i don't think he ever gets drunk I think he could put away like an infinite amount of human beers. Like a
2: thousand beers and he'd be a tippled. Yeah, it And he'd be, yeah, well, and he'd be like, he'd man. be having
1: a good time. If he drank a thousand beers, maybe, but. I think he could drink like is 24 drink? beers on a night out and still be good to go. Yeah, but
2: some humans can do that. Not like good to go, but some people can do that. Scottish people mainly. Okay. Boy, and they're good drinkers. Increase the number 50 beers. Even more, I reckon. This is a guy who could fly against our gravity. He could, he could drink like 500 of our beers. Yeah, but he'd be drawing attention to himself at that point. That's absolutely true. And I think exactly what he wants. Wouldn't it be good if you're a superhero spending all your time, you know, doing unfun stuff to just like go to a bar and pound piss and impress everyone with your piss drinking abilities? Can, can I have 500 beers, please? Does everyone want to gather around and watch me drink them? Because I'll do it and then I'll melt all the bottles with my laser vision, which I also possess. You plebs. I'm going to kill all of you with a punch. You are about four plot details away from getting a, you know, a contract to write
1: the new Superman flick.
2: Oh, I've just described the plot of that one that Will Smith was in.
1: Hancock. Yeah,
2: exactly. I think I'm not. I can't even I remember if I saw described. it. He's going to be the genie in Aladdin. Yeah, I heard. That's cool, man. Do you reckon Will Smith's had work done? Because I've been seeing him recently, and I'm like, your face, man, your face. I haven't. Uh,
1: seen anything with Will Smith involved in it for ages <laughs> cool. what about
2: *A Suicide Squad didn't see it mm, fair enough not for me uh, Tanya
1: Romero is really up against it now she uh, oh, can't yeah, afford okay, to pay the off film. the mortgage on her house mm. and now Zaysfront is about to discover that the company he's working for Gold Star Realty Solutions should actually be called Gold Star Realty fuck you we're about to destroy your life because that would be a more accurate representation of what the
2: company does. You can't always put your name on the tin like that. It doesn't always work. No,
1: it's Marketing 101. Yep. Um, but his reaction to this is not to do anything apart from feel bad until he puts the money in his shoebox. Is that not wrong? What are you talking about? His reaction to this, the fact that the company he works for is not not a good company, mm it's not really... It's just... It's not anything. It's just like, oh, well...
2: No, he feels terrible. Look at him. His eyes darting all around the room. And no. he says... He says, yeah, Paige, surely we can do something. Oh, fuck. How do I not know the script of this film by now? Because we can't interface. But that was always true. It was true of the other two. And I... I, I mean, I got pretty fucking confident with Grown Ups too, to the point where we put a script together that vaguely resembled the uh, finished product. But this movie... This movie this, right here. This film. Too hard. You see the chandelier? Certain details you
1: remember. I think if we really put our you know, I reckon if we really put our minds to it, we could script. we put together like more or less what the an sequence amazing, of events. What an
2: amazing use of our talents, eh? Well <laughs> what a phenomenal <laughs> conclusion to putting together the collective genius of Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery.
1: You know, you gotta have something to work towards. It's all about deadlines. And fusion. I still don't know yeah, how he earned fifteen thousand so,
2: dollars from being in that room. Okay, so so Hush what, money. What do we know? What do we know? Let's do the math. He reckons he's gonna get what do you say? Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I think, for the house? Would he pay for it? Like forty grand?
1: Yeah, not a lot.
2: So so that's you can telescope it out, man. I I can't. At the, bottom, dude, at the bottom, at the bottom, it'll go longer. Let the ground do the work for you, guy. Okay, dude. let me explain something, dude. I'm good to go. Guy's microphone is on a stick. He has generously and selflessly agreed to hold the stick the whole time because I was struggling to figure out how to make it work otherwise when we were setting up. <laughs> but the thing is, he's he's doing the hard work. We could make the stick longer. I like doing the work because it's like a it's a monopod. I like rolling my sleeves out. up. Getting
1: down in the trenches. It just
2: blows my mind. Hey, man. We've been here for hours
1: just <laughs> watching this film. We've only been here for as long as the movie's been going, which is barely
2: 45 minutes at this wow, point. Wow, let's pretend that that's true for a second. That's still a long time to hold a stick to your mouth.
1: <laughs> hey, it's been on the ground for a while. Life's all about balance. Mm. Who do done? you uh, like the best in this movie?
2: The backpack. I told you. You like the backpack? Fuck yes. good looking it's functional it's it's helping can't say that for a lot of the characters in this movie which backpack Zac Efron's when did you tell me that many (laughs) times before I don't know I thought it was this watch (laughs) maybe it's all starting to it's all starting to um you know (laughs) into one fucking I'll tell you what though I do enjoy this moment every week (laughs) I love that how quickly he cuts both sides of that cake that will always sorry sorry everyone to fill you in What's happened is is uh, James Reed from the feelers and Somali have come home from James Reed's birthday celebrations, presumably at a highfalutin LA restaurant where Somali, I assume, has booked months in advance. Um, they've gone out for a lovely dinner, they've come home, he's a bit chopped, and then he's just fucking shooting his mouth off about what poor service he's received, and then, like, is railing and then goes into the fridge and there's this gorgeous birthday cake there and he's like uh oh I've been a bit of a dick and Somali's put all this work into trying to make my birthday yeah. you know a success and he's like I know this is his internal monologue folks I know how I'll rescue this I'll be fucking into this cake so he just he just fucking <laughs> it. he cuts himself a slice he grabs it with his hands he just starts eating it he gives a bit to to um, to Zicoli Zicoli's all over that shit it's just, it's like it's cake fest fuck summer fest Cake Cake fest Fest is the shit. And I love it every week. I love the twists and turns. It is, uh, you're not wrong, it is
1: an oft enjoyable moment to see them cake in hand. And I tell you, Alice Sneddon, I think, was the one who really tipped me off to it. She got very, she laughed herself pink uh, when they ate cake from the hand when we watched it with her. Why? Uh, Because she's like, why are they eating? She found it disgusting. Oh, that's the hilarity. Absolutely. I remember defending it at the time. I'm sure you did. I could see I could see how that felt. Man, the movie's really struggling along now, so they do rightfully insert quite a large amount of conflict. And mm-hmm. it's about time that they address some of the simmering tension or, or lack of, but do something to generate tension. You can't just have these bad people plodding along, getting their way. Something has to come in their way. And it does, in the form of one of them having maybe had sex with one of their partners. This
2: movie's fucking crazy, isn't it? When you <laughs> when you get into it. Isn't it crazy, dude? Yeah.
1: I look forward to 50 years from now, people watching this movie as an obscure piece of pop culture. And just being like, what it was really... Why no would-
2: one, and I mean this hand on heart, no one will be watching this film in 50 years. Not a single human. Not that can't be. That can't be true. Absolutely. Okay, let's go back 50 years from now. What is it? 2017? 267. What's that? 77? Or is it 67?
1: 77. 67. 77. Oh. 67. Yeah, boy! I got it! So, Boys had a head for sums. So what... Just what, ask my father.
2: What? Stephen. What movie? Don't ask him. Mid sixties, have you been watching? Uh, I don't know. I haven't even watched the hits, let alone the misses. But you
1: would have watched weird movies from every era that you might not necessarily remember. Nah,
2: dude, I'm exclusively a blockbuster kind of dude. It's just the podcast and solid gold hits. <laughs> Is that true? I mean, kind of, in a way. Unless they're sort of you know genre pieces that are successful in their genre but i won't seek out a movie that's failed which is what this one did you know what i'm saying good movies fail though and rise to to be oh the room actually is probably an example but that i would i would i would call that a genre film it is the genre is bad films but it's very good in the genre Bad films as a genre
1: is very popular. For what its title is, people are surprisingly into
2: it. It's because we've just gone so far inside of our own assholes. Because we haven't (laughs) had a world war in long enough. That we now celebrate only two things. Things that are ironically... Do you say ironically bad or ironically good? Like if you were describing the room. Ironically Uh, bad? Yeah. Yeah. It is bad, ironically. You Where it's watch like, it, ironically enjoyable. You watch it ironically, yeah. Ironically enjoyable and nostalgia. And I tell you what, there's no way to live. There's no way to create art. We, It's unsustainable. It's 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 gross. <laughs> we need more earnestness. The, you, uh, Do you know how you get more earnestness? World War. Bring it. Come on, whiz, North Korea. It feels
1: move. like a very, very grand sort of way to you know cultivate earnestness
2: two to ten right there yeah and a step that's intense can i just immediately and i don't often do this on the podcast immediately retract and apologize for the comments (laughs) i I made moments ago it's been a long day yeah and it's probably going to get even longer
1: it definitely is because this movie will keep going And so will we, in some way, shape, or form. Ain't it the truth.
2: What do you think about this scene? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's what I think, guy. They're in a sushi bar, all four of them. Two of them get up to pursue a romantic interest on a whim, and it doesn't go anywhere. And I always want to meet the girls that they're chasing. I want to see how the interaction goes down. I'm so interested by what possibility the film has opened and they never fucking deliver on it instead we get this half-baked pseudo-philosophical chat from a fucking burnout DJ who's just been punched up by his former mentor that he had sex with the girlfriend of and screw Maybe. a barely fleshed out character who we found out went to university from a fucking behind the scenes press junket interview with an entertainment channel I mean for Christ's sake this f- scene shouldn't be in the film but if it is going to be in the film the cameras are on the wrong two characters <laughs> We should be right now staring at Johnny Depp and fucking Jarhead either striking out or successfully chatting up two beautiful women in the valley at a sushi restaurant. But I'm just looking at two assholes who I've seen for the last 45 weeks unsuccessfully try and pull off some kind of deep and meaningful. Oh, that was so articulately surprised, I'm sure,
1: even yourself. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I couldn't have asked for a you know more honest response to what was a pretty simple question.
2: Couldn't agree more. Hey, so this is always fun. The house.
1: Yeah, I always enjoy this for the idea that Jarhead is truly losing his mind at this point in the film.
2: <laughs> his lines not... are delivered spectacularly well. Yeah. It's... Like, uh, what do you give a man who has everything? Pulls back a mirror. <laughs> Just more of that man. That That's, is yeah. fucking...
1: Go. It's good also because it's interesting. In the question, is it um, is Jar here the character? Has he prepared these lines for each room he shows his friends, or is he improvising he's the flowing. lines in the moment? He is in
2: flow. And, and, you know, as a performance artist, <laughs> that man is in flow right now. He <laughs> isn't even aware of what he's doing. It's too genius. So it, he doesn't. He doesn't. What are the other things? He oh, he just walks into a room, bangs on some of the drywall, and goes, Cool this could be your studio. Sunproof <laughs> the walls. <laughs> yeah. Wide eyed. We cut to another room. It's brilliant. And this party's fun as well. It does drag me along just by virtue of someone else's hard work, which is the people who put together this track. Yeah. They're riding on the coattails. It's a pretty
1: common uh, trope that they use in the movie. Where yeah. are your friends? It's like, oh, we need people. Play we need a banging hot track.
2: We need the film audience to film something. I know. We'll cash in on the hard work of a different artist musicians and why wouldn't you I tell you what though I am dancing along right now yeah it's good every week but it's nothing to do with what the film's done I don't think it's just the song's a banger
1: and also they give like the subtlest of hints here I didn't pick it up the first time I watched it but uh, Squirrel kind of is pestering Johnny Depp quite a lot through the movie for more not movie sorry this party scene more drugs and um if you just watch it in passing the first time you're like yeah whatever the guy wants drugs but then the more times you watch it
2: the more you're like, like this guy they really wanted to make sure everyone yeah. knows oh, that Squirrel's taking too many drugs I don't know if I'm with you on that actually I only know one time when he gets a pill off Johnny Depp is, he, is it multiple or is it just that one
1: he does drugs but he's he's like Johnny Depp tells him at one point in that scene hey nah man oh, and then Squirrel pesters him again and oh, Johnny true. Depp gives him some drugs
2: Ah, well fuck
1: It will always be funny to me they sing Santeria by Sublime and it will also always be funny to me that there are people on the left-hand side of the
2: screen still at the party. I finally saw them. I think that might be the first time I've seen them. You've told me about it a number of times and it's a a man and a woman. Yeah. (laughs) How about that? A real success for gender diversity (laughs) in the film. The two people on the other side of them, a man and a woman and a barbecue now. Love that. I wish we had seen them barbecuing. Yeah, I don't know that they use the barbecue. I think it's more of just a party
1: prop. We never see it. It is a party Art prop. department were like, we'll put a barbecue in there. And then Maximum, Justin, Megan Oppenheimer would have been like, but we haven't seen them barbecuing. And the art
2: department would have been like, yeah, but we already spent the money on the barbecue. It's so like, do we need to have the same conversation? Just because we don't see the penis going to the vagina doesn't mean they haven't had sex. If we see a barbecue, the insinuation is they have grilled, okay? <laughs> He's got a bullet necklace. I've yeah, never seen that before. of course before. he fucking does. Next to a tattoo of a male lion. Well, that's what I've been looking at every other time. I've never noticed the necklace he's got as What they're trying
1: to very subtly establish is that Jarhead is an alpha male. All right, I've finally got a pass. It's happened. <laughs> I'm amazed it took this long. To be honest, as long as we've been watching the movie, which is roughly an hour at this point, I guess. And Squirrel is wearing, as if not to emphasize the fact he might like drugs enough, board shorts that are covered in marijuana leaves and a cosmic sweatshirt that shows sort of a ripple in the galaxy. Anyway, the boys generally, week in, week out, do a pretty good job of freaking out and reacting to the fact that their friend is overdosed on drugs. I actually don't mind this part. It's when they cut at the funeral which it becomes, I think, cloying. I would like to see them sit in the shit for a bit longer. I don't think that happens enough. They've kind of got their shit together by the time they're at the funeral. But in the immediate aftermath of Squirrel, a character that we're meant to have enjoyed and got along with and rooted for throughout the film, a sort of uh, a, a central you know, focal point, I guess, in terms of Zicoli's relationship to the real world, is dead at their hands, as we've emphasized before. And... They just go to the funeral and get on with it. It's not enough. But hey, what would I know about
2: making a movie?
1: Hmm. Not much.
2: I'll tell you the funny thing about this room. The funny thing about this room is that there's no air circulation and it doesn't smell as good as outside smells. (laughs) That's for sure. Outside generally doesn't smell. (laughs) Oh, it depends what outside you're dealing with. If you're at the farm, it it sure as hell does. Outside, I'd tell you, tell you that, mate. Fair Dinkum, <laughs> bloody cows and sheep everywhere. You're one of the least rural people I know. I know, and it pains me. Oh, that's not my beer. Where is it? What's that? Another, another different. We don't put my beer. Oh fuck! There it is. Get it together, Timbo. Christ. Jesus, on a popsicle stick. I've got what to say, okay. the
1: fact that Page does send a text there, obviously, it serves the character well. But that's a bad guy move. You've got to do more than a text. He's one of your... He's a former employee. Like, you should know him personally. Employee, yeah. Oh, sorry. He, the guy who yeah, died yeah.
2: is... Yeah, yeah, I got you. you don't just text one of what the is, other guys. What, what is the appropriate way to deal with, um, you know, close friends of someone you employed dying? Who you also employ? I think who you also employ, it's probably, you know, to... Send do, around do. a group email. No, I, say, look, um, uh, uh, it brings me... Uh, you know, it is with an incredibly heavy heart that I have to let the rest of the office know that one of the Gold Star Realty Solutions team uh, passed away over the weekend. Um, this is a time for mourning. Um, we would like to extend our, what do you call it? Condolences. Condolences to his friends and family. And um, what else do you say? You say, uh,
1: you just say, look, I'm really sorry that's happening. You go to the funeral. You don't just send a text to one of the, your other employees being like, hey, I'm sorry that that person died. Man, that's just not what you do. And also, fuck these guys. I don't even care that they're fighting. What if, You should be fighting. You're both baddies. If you have two baddies, I don't know, baddies would get along so goodies should get along right wait, what well the they're idea one goodie one baddie well like if there are two baddies in my head I'm like of course two baddies wouldn't get along because they're baddies so they, they wouldn't like each other but then I'm like oh but if they're both baddies they could be baddies in the same way and therefore they would get along in the but same way two
2: goodies would. two goodies will get along not always a goodie and a baddie won't get along but wait a minute what two goodies don't get along it's just possible oh it, Captain America and Iron Man do they not get along? No, that's the whole plot of Civil War.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you've got to put something in your movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's reductive of me to think that all baddies get along.
2: Of course they don't all get along. They've all got their individual agendas. Often that's what makes them a baddie in the first place, you know? Their individualism. Which makes it so interesting that we I lord capitalism like. so much.
1: What I like in comic books is when the baddie starts off with <laughs> good intentions. Uh, it's always the best, isn't it?
2: I'm always like, oh, <laughs> you got me again. I can't even think of a good example of that. You got me again with the twists and turns. Um, Apparently in The Watchmen, the, the, the baddie in that is like, you know, sort of good intentions gone awry. I don't know. It's all Magneto... We don't need to get into this. Look, the film's still going. Where we are right now here's, here's something I'd like to say. Yes. Aside from the detail. Uh Let is, me hold on. Let me paint a picture before you get into that. We're at a point in the film where Zach Efron has cheated on James Reed's girlfriend, gotten the shit kicked out of him by James Reed, and has now returned to James Reed's pad to apologize to him while James Reed wears a heavy knit. And also confessed that his friend Squirrel has died. Yes. So he's sort of looking for going to be professional,
1: but sort of just like support and in sorry, some place Yeah, you were going and to say something. what i've always wanted to know is the name of the song that plays in this scene because it's not in the ost is it not no um it's not on the track it's, it's not, not playing track right tra- listed
2: wait. anywhere no it oh, is this... it's kind of like quite, oh it is real quietly it is still playing it's quite somber it's almost nick cavey but yeah. it's slightly more upbeat or, or you that know, line, just less that, morose. That line's always
1: shat me. Where they always serve fair trade organic. It's uh, it's lazy
2: writing. Yeah, it really is. They haven't even that done is,
1: anything with the thing. They've a just real, said a
2: thing. That is a that is a line that juts out, and you're like, that's a real. We'll punch it up later, one, eh? Yeah. Fucking hell, man. You so can really notice a, those. A, or, a vegan cafe just, where
1: they all serve, only serve fair, fair trade, trade organic. organic. There's huge problems. Stuff missing all over.
2: There is because. Tell us no what. One? Okay, let's do it. Let's dig into this. So what's the line of dialogue? She's, she's at a... She's, looking um, at, North she's Hel- at North Hollywood. Is that is that a a even place? a real place? She's at a cafe that only serves fair vegan trade organic. Vegan cafe that only she's serves... She's a vegan cafe that only serves fair trade organic. Now, first of all, you've given me a number of adjectives on what they serve, but not the noun. And people in real life don't fucking talk like that, do they? Nah, man. Maybe it's because we're not in America. Maybe that is how they talk in California.
1: Well, it doesn't sound very Cala-fun to me. I'll be having Cala-no-fun if, if that's the way everyone speaks in California. Which, in my experience, it isn't. It's not a Maladu, that is a Maladota. Correct-a-mundo. One thing that uh, they do provide Zakoli with pretty steadily throughout this film is a good supply of weed. Uh and they don't suggest whether or not it serves him well or badly. I mean, in the sense that nothing goes wrong for him really in the movie, I guess it serves him well. But they're sort of always plying him
2: with that. With uh, weed? Yeah, and his dark moments, anything's he always turning to weed. It's because it's in California, man. They got. They want to they cash in on that cool. They want to get money from the big weed lobby. No, they just want they, they the film to appear cool so people will go and see it. And how do you do that? By something slightly naughty but kind of legal now which is weed in California. They we got We got to bring back that dog ain't going to hunt. We get, I've been trying to find a way to shoehorn it in for the last 45 seconds and it just hasn't happened for me, but it was a great saying Well, okay, we got to bring it back. To watch this movie with the idea that
1: chemistry will eventually surface between Zayce Fron and Somali, uh, let me tell you this,
2: Tim, that dog ain't going to hunt to persist with this film into its 46th outing and expect a different outcome i.e. a better film than the one you got last time tell you one thing for free folks that dog ain't gonna hunt I tell you what though you will watch it try and hunt week in week out because if you don't you're not fulfilling the promise of the premise and that is paramount as I've always said you have always said that
1: Fuck, man. Who runs with those big chunky headphones? Fucking no
2: one. It destroys the suspension. Also, who
1: puts their, like, if you're wearing these sort of lightweight shorts and you put your phone in your pocket, it's going to bounce around. It's going to be a real Fuck. freaking nightmare. I, Hold it in your hand. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care about the aesthetics of the film. I want to see a true-to-life representation of what it's like to go for a run with a phone and headphones. And i got to tell you, having chunky-ass fucking earmuffs hanging around your neck while you run around in the heat That ain't accurate. You got little earbuds in. If your phone dies, you pull them out, you wrap it up, you hold it in your hand. You don't put your phone in your pocket and your headphones around your neck. That is the least effective use of space I can imagine. At worst, you would hold your headphones in one hand, your phone in the other, and deal with the cord in front of you. Maybe bunch it up in one hand. Never
2: what is represented in this film. The crazy thing is as well, is is, I could be wrong here, but okay. Pioneer have thrown some money at this film to get the Pioneer DJ Fest in there. The headphones he's wearing, if I'm not very much mistaken, are Sony's. And I even think I know the model number. MDR 700s. They've been around for fucking donkeys. They're cool (laughs) headphones. But maybe that's why he has stickers everywhere to protect the branding.
1: That is uh, not a bad theory. I've had a pair of Sony headphones which look
2: similar to those. I think... Oh, maybe they're not the ones I was thinking of. Actually, now I'm looking at them. That this film helpfully provided me with some very close-up headphone shots. It's entirely possible it. he has
1: a pair of DJing headphones and a pair of running headphones, and they look they're both like some
2: real munched-up Sony's to me. Equally needlessly chunky. I don't even know if Pioneer make headphones. The they, idea they
1: that we trust Zach Efron's character Zakoli. To make a high quality song at this point in the movie, beyond the fact that he has to because he's about to play a big DJing gig, Mm. is ridiculous. I have absolutely no confidence in his ability to make music.
2: In the last hour? No. Crazy. (laughs) What is your concept of time? I have no uh, right idea, no earthly idea. You're not far off. But Dutch um, Dutch angle on that do you reckon that was intentional so the shot that we're seeing is Zach Efron running um, uh, in the mid ground we're quite a distance away from him and the background's kind of like power lines and fields and shit but like it's on a very jaunty angle and I don't think they intended that I think they just fucked up the shot and then we're like well that's what we got so that's what's going on in the movie who gives a shit about our constant ramblings not me. Why is anyone still here, you know?
1: Easy on boy. Give yourself some credit.
2: We've been in this room for <laughs> four hours.
1: Oh, no, not quite. Three hours? I don't know. One and a half hours? How long's this movie? <laughs> I think about one and a half hours.
2: I think this is hour four <laughs> that we're heading up to. <laughs>
1: You okay? You sick at the thought of it.
2: <coughs> Intensely.
1: That's okay. Look, at this point in the movie, you're meant to be excited for the opportunity. Um, But to be excited for the opportunity, you have to care about it. And I don't know if I've reemphasized this point enough throughout this watch of the movie, but um, that's something that's very difficult to do at this point in time. Also, at these moments in the movie when... Um, is meant to act Overwhelmed by meeting People extras Or cameo appearances they definitely
2: cameos And we just are not
1: cool enough To exactly. know these people are But what I really like Is the idea that Everyone's more likely To be like Holy shit That's Zach Efron But that's acting for you People pretending To have different feelings From what they have In real life Do you reckon Wes Bentley Would make a good Wolverine? Uh, certainly a relative Of Wolverine Sabretooth? Is that a real character? Who is related to Wolverine?
2: Uh, it, yeah. Depends and the how way that, it. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, a
1: yeah. saber-toothed tiger and a wolf are from the same genus or something? <laughs> you got it.
2: <laughs> you got it, boy. Are all people related? Yeah, dude. You just got to go far enough back. Hey, man, that's beautiful stuff. Dude,
1: preach it, man. That's the truth, baby. Hey, man. Hey, come on, baby. <laughs> I like this
2: character. Look me in the eyes. Vague, <laughs> vaguely jazz, man. <laughs> I fucking
1: love you, brother.
2: <laughs> all right. No worries, dude. All right.
1: I'm open to you. I'm open for you. <laughs> oh, no, not 24 this 24-7. I've, I've, I've met this dude. <laughs> Walk through the door, come on in, have a look around. I've
2: met this gentleman before. Make yourself at home. Uh-oh. Do you understand what I'm saying? Put your head on the coat <laughs> and then put your coat on the hook and then take off the rest of your clothes. I want to see you naked. <laughs> exactly right.
1: Ten times out of ten. I want to see your stuff jangling around. <laughs> Do I make myself clear?
2: perfectly yeah crystal it doesn't mean I'm gonna do it it just means that I comprehend what you're saying oh crystal nuts yes crystal nuts that's a good name for a um, stripper or something isn't it (laughs) Yeah, that's my stripper name crystal nuts and in the
1: red corner my stripper slash boxing name that's my stripper character it's a boxer (laughs) (laughs) I'm not allowed frustratingly it's a very specialised talent that I'm not. Do you allowed know? To hypothetically, anywhere.
2: hypothetically, do you know what would be tough? <laughs> the thought of having to watch this movie a, th- <laughs> a, third, a third time in a row after this. Hypothetically, which of course we won't do, but that—that that is a crazy
1: idea to me. You know, and I would like to articulate to you more clearly the problem with my very specialised style of stripping, is that this light is harsh. To box, the movie's harsh. I must strip. And to strip, I must box. And I'm allowed to do neither of those things at the other's place of practice.
2: My true passion cannot be satisfied. It's so weird you bring that up because I um, just this morning was on YouTube. Ever heard of it? No, website. I haven't. And there what was, happens on YouTube? Well, there was a video they put together of all Adam West's moments on Family Guy because he passed away last month, I think. And one of them was, uh, there's like a skit where, where Mayor West, the mayor of Cohog, Mayor West. Mayor West. <laughs> that made the cut. That one made the <laughs> cut. He comes, I don't there's some confusion. He comes back, he's talking to Peter or Lois or something. He's like, uh, something about, oh, that, uh, that, uh, that dry cleaners not open right now and and Peter or whoever says there's no dry cleaners it's a dance club and he says oh that explains a lot and then it cuts to him and his dry cleaners just fucking like rocking out and then the phone goes he goes I love this song (laughs) (laughs) such a simple gag but it's really well executed his voice was really tremendous huh yeah I kind of um, didn't realise but you watch all those Family Guy clips you're like Adam West had an amazing timbre. Yeah. God, what a cool voice! Unlike any other voice, really
1: cool. So cool. I can't believe the hubris. I don't think
2: there's anything cooler than a cool voice. Don't you think? Uh, I fucking love a cool voice. Who else do you think has a cool voice? So, like a lot of old British, act, uh, like Jeremy Irons and Tim Curry. Those yeah. dudes, like, oh, my God, unbeatable. Classic voices. Even, even to an extent, like, your Rowan Atkinsons and he, your um, I think John Cleeseys. You like those
1: voices. I like the Brits. <laughs> and fair cop to you,
2: as the Brits would say. We're coming to the conclusion of the movie, yeah. and I feel like I should be happier than what I no, am. it's okay. This is the director's commentary, after all, and we have... Wow, we're wildly off course. Um, no,
1: I think we did our job. I'd like to say this. I still cannot believe that Zach Efron's character, Cole Carter, would think that him playing a recording of his friend who just passed away of a pretty banal conversation, and obviously he feels the gravity of it because he knows that his friend recently passed away, but the audience have no context for this. He's just playing them snippets of his shit fucking chat With his mates. Not wrong. And the idea that everyone's
2: going off. It's bullshit, man. It's unbelievable. Hey, I'll tell you one thing, though. I forgot he had a last name. And in light of the fact that it's Cole Carter, do you reckon that's a reference to the nanny? Because there was that that character Cece Babcock? Yeah, I reckon
1: Maximum Joseph and Megan Oppenheimer were definitely tipping their hats towards... To Fran
2: Dresser. Yeah. And whoever that British guy was. And Niles... Whoever that also British guy was, or was he American? Something's ringing, and I don't know why, Because I thought I turned everything to flight mode. It doesn't matter though, because we can't. Oh, is that your thing? Yes, yeah, the time. I got baby. it. You did good, kid. Thanks, buddy. All right, all right. Well, we're just documenting the journey, folks, because we're at, we're at the end again. This is the end. That's M- not the truth. My
1: only friend, the, the end.
2: end. Alright Zach We get it A lot of doors making, The doors making some Big bold appearances At uh, Tim and Guy's Podcast Emporium This week <laughs>
1: <laughs> I watched that Dustin Hoffman movie Mr. McGorim's Wonder Emporium Didn't mind it <laughs> Good on you. I like Dustin Hoffman I like his energy I'd like to get a meal With him sometime <laughs> Why do you always Get multiple options? Trust the process
2: Because I'm not using the selfie camera I'm using the main camera It might not be framed up right the first time There was that a great comedy answer for you guy And you so glad you asked It was an all time classic Honestly though that flash has blinded me And I can barely see what I'm doing <laughs> on my phone for
1: someone to love They have no Apart from their physical chemistry shine When they're at the music festival In uh, Las Vegas These guys have nothing to suggest That this relationship will go the
2: distance Someone to love This song is a fucking bang ray This one's a good track I could be someone I gotta say And that's the title come up It says Where un- are your friends It says directed an by Max unconvincing Joseph unconvincing
1: display From Max Joseph Megan Oppenheimer.
2: It all this week that's, that's all you baby That image This has been a real journey This director's commentary Has been anything but A director's commentary And I am almost apologetic For that but not Because For us to sit through Another watch of this In our current circumstances At this point point. I think is borderline fucking heroic, you know? We always shirk that title when the the, the good people who listen throw it at us. But I'm not going to shirk it anymore. I'm a fucking hero and you're a hero and we're heroes in this together. Watching a movie. I like where your head's at. <laughs> Champion us. Did, um, you, did yeah. you text that to me? No, I sent it through the wonders of email. Classic. So it had full fidelity. Fun fact, everybody. If you send an image through Facebook... It'll uh, lose some of its quality. That is neither <laughs> fun, it. but also a fact. Mm. Is it? Probably a fact. Who's to say? Credit sequences. Oh, I love that. Zach Efron just on drugs at the party, nodding his head ding left dong. to right. Here's an interesting ding fact ding. about this. I heard... I can't remember where I think Tell I read it or online. Giving some, the no, cash?
1: I heard I read it online somewhere that it's not actually... In the original edit is not actually cash in that box it was a dog turd
2: <laughs> holy you shit d-
1: you don't get to see an uh, edit Where'd you don't get, you get to see that? her reaction
2: would you hear that I can't remember It's crazy mate maybe some interview maybe it was the same way that we found out how Squirrel went to college because it's not referenced. I fucking I know that we've probably picked over the bones of that a little bit before but the Necessity for you to watch the bones of it. The necessity for you to watch junket interviews to understand the plot of a movie is, in some ways, quite avant-garde <laughs> and, and and almost not the head, but no, the head. It's a
1: credit to driving people to online. You know, yeah, that's what that's what the people. It's want. like
2: if you want to see the movie see it if you want to get the movie watch all of the associated materials we've put out there is a website there is a twitter account there's an instagram there are several interviews with the e-channel where we drop very essential plot points for you movies to understand are like the movie a through are jigsaw
1: puzzles I didn't get an email from you for
2: what it's worth oh boy I'm sorry about that that's okay, no, I don't, don't want you to have to drag this it. onto the bloody party that's not what we want at all <laughs> We it's want okay. all of our admin to be done invisibly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man.
1: Well, i got to tell you this. I'm going to take a wheeze. Oh, well, now we're in uh awkward zone, aren't we? Oh, um, actually, I'll, I'll wait for you to do your do job, this, then I'll do my job, and then, the then we can, can both be be free of the burden of watching this movie.
2: I know, I know, I know, I know, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know the words and I'm mic'd up. It's the most embarrassing <laughs> circumstances. It's about as bad as anything can go. Absolutely. Oh, i tell you what, now that I've got my email open, there is so many emails from people wanting to get in touch with us. Isn't that charming? Very much so. Hold on. I wanna... Oh, it says I'm not online. That'll do it guys got to piss everybody really we need to we need to sort this out no it's okay it's not an urgent matter at all it's urgent to me baby uh we got a good credits roll going on at the moment do you want me to do some shout outs tim that would be good uh hey i gotta say to alex in the kitchen incorporated
1: i heard some horror stories about what happened on set but shout out to you guys for doing your best with what you had and that's all anyone can do in this world to the transportation captain slash coordinator Jerry Robbins, man, you got to learn about Google Maps because I got to tell you, going analog was a real fucking hindrance to the entire production process. I mean, I respect the idea that you know your way around the state, but frankly, just
2: before you go to exit your bladder, just give me a confirmation that the technology is holding out, man. I got an email from my friend (laughs) Timber. That's great. Okay, that's tremendous. You go sort that out. So, everybody, you're back in the capable hands of one Timbly Spindly Wimbly. Hey, I love this. Remixed and additional production by Tiger and Woods. That's funny. That's on one of the tracks, which is called Need Your Lovin'. It's the Tiger and Woods remix. Hey, shut that door. Moths get in. It's (laughs) nighttime now. (laughs) That's just me yelling at Guy, everybody. You don't need to be too concerned about that. Um, A lot of tracks being used in this film. And I do understand that this was a pretty low-budget movie. I think it was less than $10 million. And I... Oh, fucking Shutterstock is actually shouted out in the bit called Archival Footage Provided by and Getty Images. Oh, my God. This is a stock footage film. I thought that director and writer's commentary was just a goof. But it turns out it fucking wasn't. Anyway, my point is... I've forgotten what the point was. It's gone. But I'll tell you one thing for free: we're doing the movie again. Oh. This movie is still it's fine. fine. It's a cool one, one of them guys that goes screw. One of them's a hot His name is Jai. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph.
0: Oh, ah!
2: You forget that films are supposed to have a point.